This is Banks and Commentary. I'm your host, Candace Banks, and welcome back to the show. So today we'll actually be having my friend, Sabrina Rainique from Sabrina Rainique on YouTube, talk to us today about how she's paying down debt, investing, living frugally, and travel hacking. Now this is before COVID, y'all. She's living a life she loves now while planning for the life that she wants. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. Yeah. Get into it. Money is not to be like stacked and hoarded and all of that. Like the whole reason I got really interested in personal finance and knew I wanted to like make my finances work for me is because I wanted options. Hey Sabrina, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm actually really hyped. <laughs> I'm actually really hyped to be here. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I'm like, oh, thank you for, you know, the invite. Um, but things are going well. Things are going well. Um, despite, you know, the pandemic and everything, I've been able to work from home, which has yeah. some amazing benefits that I did not realize. You know. um, I enjoy taking walks in the middle of the day yes <laughs> i enjoy cooking all my meals i enjoy getting back on my exercise you know regimen so and i'm in new york right now which i haven't been back in a long time so it's been it's been going pretty good how are you good i'm glad things are going well for you i've been going i've been doing well as well um i love the walks the exercise has not been a thing for me <laughs> so i need to get back on that because okay this, <laughs> This quarantine 15 got me out here looking like Winnie the Pooh. We cannot have this, okay? <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's okay because I feel like it's a rough time and you, you just embrace whatever, you know, you come out with. Whether, you know, you're snatched, whether you're a little fluffy, you just, it's fine. It's fine. It is. As long as you're is. healthy, you're good. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the podcast. So Sabrina, Sabrina Rainique, she is a good friend of mine. Uh, we actually work together. And um, she is actually going to talk to us a little bit about personal finance, her savvy, financially savvy lifestyle, paying off student loans, and also also, you all, this girl been traveling the world. So we're going to talk a little bit about her travel <laughs> hacking. So let's go ahead and begin and tell the audience where your financial um, journey kind of began and what was your relationship with money growing up? Yeah, um, that's a good question because I feel like I've always been really interested in personal finance from a really young age. I think a lot of that came from just seeing people around me honestly struggle. And I was I thought I always thought it was not fair because it, they weren't struggling because they were like bad people or anything like that. It was just because they didn't have a lot of money to do things that would be enriching to their lives. So I knew people who wanted to go to college, for example. They couldn't afford to go to college and that just kind of dominoes into you know other opportunities that you don't have or i even knew people who wanted to travel learn a bit more about the world and who couldn't do that and it was all because of a lack of money and i felt like a lot of the people that i saw kind of growing up they ended up not being really happy in life they didn't feel like they had a lot of options and they just didn't feel like they kind of controlled their life, I guess, or had say in how they spent their time or if they got to spend time with family or if they got to be healthy and exercise, whatever the case is. 
So I always knew that I wanted a lot of control over my life, just like 100% control to be able to say like, I'm spending my time this way and I'm really molding my life the way I want it to be so that I could optimize it and be happy. So I felt like a lot of that stemmed from money and I just wanted to have enough money to create options for myself. So that's kind of where that really started. I would say that my actual like, personal finance journey where I started learning more about finance um, stemmed from when I graduated from college and I realized that I am now the person who's like in a ton of debt um, from my student loans. I graduated with $83,000 in student debt, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, It's crazy because I've never had that much money. I don't know anyone who has that much money. So I was just kind of like, um, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to basically flip the script so that I'm not essentially, you know, like falling victim to these student loans. I feel like, like so many people do. So I was like, nah, I don't know what I got to do, but I'm going to, you know, do some research and really figure out how I'm going to not only pay my student loans, but basically come out on top financially. Yeah, that's, that's good, though, that you you had that mindset early on that, hey, I'm gonna take control of my finances. And I, it seems like you're talking a little bit more about freedom, like the freedom that that the money brings to have choices to have options in the future. So um, that's, that's really great. Can you tell me a little bit about you said, uh, after you graduated, you wanted to like flip the script. So, you know, how did you start, you know, flipping the script? How did you start learning? Kind of what was your, your, your move forward after, after graduating? Yeah, so I would say that when I graduated college with all of that student debt with $83,000 of student debt, I didn't really know how much I owed until I graduated because I was just too afraid to see that, you know, big number. So for a whole year, I actually didn't pay my loans. I just let them sit there. And I I know it's so bad, but that's, that's what like, not really being financially, I don't know, financially literate will do to you. It'll kind of make you, you know, scared and nervous to kind of really face your finances head on. And that's kind of where I was at. Mm. Um, So I didn't really have anyone to coach me or I didn't know anyone else who was in a similar situation who really cared about getting out of student debt. I felt like a lot of people were just like, yeah, like you just pay it off in 10 years. It is what it is. (laughs) So I, I pretty much turned to the internet (laughs) um, and started Googling like what's the best way to pay off large sums of debt Mm -hmm. um, and student debt in particular and it started with Google and blogs and then I turned to YouTube and I saw other people who were on a similar journey where they had a lot of student debt or you know any type of debt and they were very you know serious Mm -hmm. about paying it off and like I said not only just paying it off but making other financial moves Mm -hmm. so that when they did pay it off they were still ahead financially. So it was all the internet for me. Gotcha. Do you have some uh, YouTubers, bloggers, or what have you that you want to shout out? If you can remember any off the top of your head. I actually, I don't have one for personal, for um, 
student debt particularly, but I do really love this family called Our Rich Journey. Yeah. Um, they're, do, you, do you watch them? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. They're I so love cool. Them. I'm actually like, wow, you're living the dream right now. Yeah. Um, I just love how they, you know, had regular jobs. They became millionaires. They moved abroad. Like, That's now they're you. working. <laughs> <laughs> That's you so much. That's me. I'm like, wow. That's my life. So I think they're awesome. Um, I also have a YouTube friend. Um, her name is France. And I don't remember her full YouTube channel, but if I find it, I can link it to you. Gotcha. But she, ha she had like $140,000 in student loans and oh, she's wow. not playing with them. So wow. she's awesome too. Nice. Well, you guys, Sabrina also has her own YouTube channel as well. Um, so oh, if you like what you hear, this is a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> Sabrina Renique on YouTube, she talks about all of these things. So if you want to dive more in depth about the things that she's talking about, definitely hop over to the YouTube and go ahead and give her a shout out there. So <laughs> you said you waited for an entire year to pay off your mm -hmm. student loans. And then for four years, you've been paying them off like aggressively. So kind of what did your plan look like to pay off the student loans? How did you budget? And um, what was that process like for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my plan or my thought kind of going into paying off my student loans was I wanted to be aggressive, but I did not want to essentially like sacrifice everything because I knew I had a large amount of debt that I needed to pay off and it was going to take me a long time, but I still wanted to enjoy life um, while I did that. So for me, it was pretty much finding that sweet spot of Yes, I'm making extra payments, but I'm also making sure that I have like put some money away to enjoy myself. So really what I did was I thought about what's really important to me. And for, for me, that was traveling and then having a little, you know, extra funds to hang out with my friends and like have a social life mm -hmm. that, you know, that's what I wanted. That's what I needed. So that's what I kind of made sure I had money for. And of course, like finding ways to do those things um, frugally, but mm -hmm. that is something I put in my budget. But when it comes to like other things that I think of that people spend money on, like apartments or getting a car or doing their hair, doing their nails, buying like nice clothes, like that, that was all a dub. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope. I was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like anything that wasn't my priority, I diminish as much as I could gotcha. so that I could put that money towards my student loans and then honestly just automating that payment every month so that way I didn't have to you know say to myself are you gonna pay your student loans this month like mm -hmm. do you want to keep the money there's no question that money goes to my student loans every single month like <laughs> that's it okay so, okay okay Let's talk yeah, about automating those payments. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to ask you about the student loans before we get into kind of the mm -hmm. the um, savvy, financially savvy lifestyle that you live. Um, with the student loans, so what advice would you have to someone who's either um, about to go to college, thinking about college, or currently in college when it comes to student loans, getting them, how much they should get, et cetera? Mm-hmm. So one piece of advice that I would say is 
you don't have to wait until you graduate to start paying off your student loans. Mm -hmm. I took out student loans from the time that I was a freshman. So obviously like four years before I actually graduated. My interest was accumulating since that first year. So, mm. and it wasn't like these student, my student loans were, you know, $20,000 a year. So mm -hmm. that money was accumulating and it was com compounding by the time I graduated. I had an extra, probably like five to 10, if not more, $1,000 in interest, mm -hmm. um, just because I didn't make any payments. So I would say it does, it definitely does make a difference. You don't have to wait until you graduate to start paying. And it makes a huge difference over those like four years or however many years you're in school. So, you know, don't wait, especially if you're like me, I had a job throughout college so I could have paid if I wanted to. Um, gotcha. I would also say don't take out more than you need because you're very tempted to have like spending money and stuff. And honestly, college is a great time to be like super broke. Um, it's worth it. So just don't take out more than you need and do your and have a plan before you graduate because mm -hmm. I waited a year to pay my loans off because I didn't have a plan and what happened more interest was accumulating on my loans and I could have mm -hmm. been done right now if I would have started you know initially so have a plan before you graduate with how you're going to pay off your student loans. Wow, that's good. That's good. And you said, you know, having a plan is definitely, definitely necessary in every aspect of life, but especially when it comes to your finances. So if you can start that plan early, that is definitely super helpful. And then thinking about it too, you know, plans don't always go, go as you write them down, but have at least having something right, a place to start. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Now talk a little bit about the CARES Act. So I know for the CARES Act, a lot of people, um, you know, are in deferment, quote unquote deferment, and there's no repayment until uh, January 1. So uh, what have you done in regards to the CARES Act and your student loans? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, like you were saying, with the CARES Act, you don't have to pay your student loans or your federal student loans until December 30th. Um, there's no penalty or any interest that's accumulating. So I think that's like awesome because I have loans that have like really high interest rates for student loans. Um, so what I've done, or I guess for me, I thought about what was kind of my goal for this time frame because I 100% could still, you know, pay off that debt um, during this time. Or there are other options as well. You can build up your emergency fund. You can like build up your, if you have, if you plan on buying a house, um, you could have, you know, put down some money for a down payment instead of paying your student loans. It's just depending on your, whatever your goals are and where you stand financially. For myself, I decided to not pay my student loans during this time. And that's just because I feel like the economy is a little crazy right now. And I just wanted to, <laughs> kind of stack that money up in my savings account just in case something crazy happens. But, um, you know, in the event that December 30, 30th comes around and it's time to pay student loans again, I'll just take that lump sum that I've been saving since I think it was March and I'll just put it down on my student loans, which is going to be like a great feeling because um, they'll be like significantly paid down. But 
so far I've just been I'm kind of pausing that payment and putting it to the side. Yay. And you've been doing so great with that. Um, I'm just curious too. So one of the ways that you've been able to save so much and also put so much down is having a financially savvy <laughs> lifestyle. Um, so what are your tips uh, or hacks for people who are, you know, just starting out saving or want to save or start debt repayment? What are some tips that you have there? Yeah, um, I would say one of my first tips is kind of going back to um, one of the things I mentioned before is figure out what your one or two priorities are. Like, what are the things that you really need to make yourself happy and make sure that there is space in your budget for that. You shouldn't feel guilty about doing things that you enjoy. Um, I guess mm-hmm. my one of my main tips is like you, you can't spend money on everything, but you can spend money on the one to two priorities mm-hmm. that you enjoy. So <laughs> that's kind of the first thing and everything else you can cut um, as much as you can and you'll be surprised how much money you can save. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is before I like buy anything, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do this myself. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm always like doing my own hair myself. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, okay, like, I don't, I can't even think of like, let me think like clothes, for example, like I'm always mm-hmm. um, upcycling clothes so that they, you know, look nice, but also I got them from mm-hmm. the thrift store. So they're very inexpensive. Um, so before buying things, like how can you do it yourself? And then also asking yourself, like, how was I getting along before I, you know, got this thing that I want to purchase? So if it's something that you don't need, like I'm just not getting it. So just thinking, mm. thinking very, I would say, strategically about your purchases. And then I would also say, like, my number one tip is just to pay yourself, like, first, regardless. So I have money that goes into three different accounts every month before it goes anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I know that my investments and my savings are growing every month. And regardless of no other bill gets paid, I know that I'm getting paid and that <laughs> my you know future self is taken care of so good it's like it's me boo boo first I just want to let y'all know because I don't know know what y'all are doing I don't know if y'all got paid that is not my business I'm paid so you know you work too hard for your money just Mm. to you know a couple of years you're like a couple of years from now you're like oh I don't have anything to show for Mm. all the work I put in that's not it's unacceptable for me. So that's good. And I love how Mm -hmm. you like you harp on even in your YouTube videos, uh, Sabrina Renique on YouTube. I love how you harp on just like balance and like living your life, you know, living your life as well, but not doing it to the extreme. So finding these tips, try or excuse me, hacks um, that you can use to live the life that you still want. um, But but also, you know, being smart about it as well. Yeah, I think, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think to that point, a lot of people aren't interested in personal finance or like being savvy because they feel like they have to sacrifice too much. Mm -hmm. Like I think about it as like a regular diet. I don't want to go on a diet where I can only eat lettuce. Like no one wants to do that. (laughs) Girl. You know, like I will be chunky. That's it. So leave me alone. So it's like the same thing with your finances. No one wants to be 
financially, you know, literate or savvy or frugal, whatever the case is, if you are going to be miserable every day, it just Mm -hmm. does not, it's not conducive. It's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So I think when you can introduce balance and say like, these are the things that bring me joy, honestly, and everything else is you cut that out until whenever then it's sustainable then you really understand like the value of your money and you see why you're doing what you're doing and it helps you to stay motivated so Mm, that's good that's good stuff that part that part that's good stuff (laughs) (laughs) and so you mentioned that you pay yourself first and your money goes into three different accounts um can you talk about kind of how someone can structure their budget first and then like where they should be putting their money yeah, definitely. And I actually have a video about that. You got a video, y'all. Go check I got it a out. video on it. <laughs> but yeah, I am a simple person. So I am not spreadsheet except like I'm not tracking every purchase. Like I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I put my money in five places mm-hmm. um, every month. And I just kind of, you know, let that be what it is. So the first place is, of course, to myself. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um, I have three different accounts. Mm-hmm. So the first one is my savings account, which is a which goes into a high yield savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar with that, that's just a savings account where you can get a bit more interest on your money in there because, yeah, these traditional accounts, Chase, Wells Fargo they you're losing money treacherous (laughs) you're losing there's no there's no point Mm -mm. of having your money in those types of accounts so firstly my uh, money is going to a high yield savings account and then secondly my money is going into my 401k and I just go I contribute up to the max that my company um gives me Mm -hmm. so that's basically like free money which we don't turn down free money Mm -mm. (laughs) and um the third place is to my Roth IRA which is another investment account but um just because you don't get as many taxes charged in that um retirement account it's kind of in my opinion it's best to put your money in there before you start investing into a brokerage account so Mm -hmm. those are my kind of three places Um, that my money goes for myself. And then after um, I pay myself, I'm, you know, ready to pay a bill or two, but just (laughs) my necessities, just the things um, that I absolutely need. So obviously like my rent and groceries and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's good to keep an eye on that because like rent, for example, is not something that has like it can fluctuate so you can move somewhere cheaper if you need Mm. to or you can get a roommate if you need to like Mm -hmm. that can change and it's not stationary so those two my necessities and then after that I have um some additional savings accounts Mm -hmm. for things that I plan for so if I'm like okay I know I want to go to uh, Tanzania Mm -hmm. which I really want to go to Tanzania (laughs) Um, you know, I'm going to put some money aside for that after I've paid myself and for my necessities, or if I know I need a new laptop, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put some money aside for that as well. So this is money that I'm incorporating into my budget, knowing that I'm going to spend it. Mm -hmm. It's not my emergency savings fund because that's like for a true emergency that I'm not prepared for. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the third place that I go. And then fourth place. I'm like, time to spin, time to get crazy. Yes. <laughs> time to burr, 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 burr. 
I'm like, okay, I got some money left at the end of the month. Like, let me, you know, splurge on myself a little bit. And then if I have any money left, which typically I do, I'm not like a huge spender naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I have some money left, it goes into my brokerage account. So mm-hmm. more investing. Gotcha. Good. When yeah. did you start investing? <laughs> Actually, I would say when I started investing, because I feel like I've had my 401k for a while, which I don't, it, yeah, that is investing, but I would say that I really started getting interested in investing and investing more at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. So that's when I opened up my brokerage account and really was like, I am putting money into this and like felt like I had a true investing plan. That's good. That's good. And um, so (laughs) how did your job, did your job play a part in your financial journey? Did it help you? Um, um, If not, why? Mm -hmm. If so, why as well? Yeah, and that's actually funny that you um, posed that question because when I was in school and my senior year and I was like, crap, like I really have to pay these student loans. My whole senior year goal was literally (laughs) to get a freaking job. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to get a job that pays me and I need to get it soon. And like, I need to be ready to pay off these student loans basically because this is crazy. (laughs) So that was like my whole premise for like going so hard for a job. Like I Mm -hmm. was skipping class to take day trips to Chicago to interview. Like it was crazy. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do, girl. You got to do that though. Exactly. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But yeah, I would say my job was definitely like an integral part of my journey in the sense that for where I was at the time, I didn't know that much about creating income on my own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know that much about like starting a business or um, like investing or anything like mm-hmm. that. So by having a job, it gave me and a job that like pays well, mm-hmm. it gave me the room to still make my student loan payments, which was like my number one priority at the time. Mm-hmm. And also like, some stability to where I could learn more about those um, like passive income avenues and kind of side hustles and all of that. So it's, I think that it was definitely, or it is definitely really helpful because I'm able to have a cushion, if you will, Mm -hmm. as I learn about the other ways that I can make money and at least I'm not like starting a business or trying to make money when I'm um when I'm like in need or like desperate for lack of a better word at least I have like I can transition to it comfortably if that makes sense so it's been very helpful keep the checks coming (laughs) please we we thank you for the for the for the jab (laughs) no but then going off of that you said you know your senior year your main goal was to find a job and we know especially with COVID and during these times a lot of times it's a a lot harder for people to find jobs Mm -hmm. were you strategic about the job that you chose or were you just like anybody who will take me please (laughs) I was um I think I was strategic, as strategic as I could have been without knowing that much about jobs. Like, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, I honestly mm-hmm. did not know that much about what opportunities were out there. Um, 
But I would say I was strategic in the sense that I chose a job that I thought that I could get a lot of different skills that would help me to learn what I was good at. Mm -hmm. And eventually, like, I I wanted a job that provided a lot of growth Mm -hmm. or opportunity for growth. And I feel like I got that. And Working out okay. It's working out okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. And so I know you've been mentioning a lot to set aside, um, you know, a budget line or just a priority of what you want in life, what you want to do out of life. Do the things that you enjoy. And we've been harping on that and we're talking about balance. Um, so I know you love to travel. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> this girl. <laughs> Look at her Instagram, y'all. She, <laughs> how many passports? She got two, three passports. Anyway, so can you share with us, switching gears a little bit, some of your you know, travel hacking tips? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say that you don't necessarily have to spend that much money on travel if oh. you travel happy. Give us the tea. Give us the tea. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say one of the mm, easiest ways um, to travel hack is to get a travel credit card mm-hmm. and um, you can get one immediately you can get one right now Mm -hmm. so the whole premise with a travel credit card i would say there are two major kind of points one is that you will get bonus points that equate to dollars for travel if you Mm -hmm. spend a certain amount of money and then the other is every time you use this credit card you're going to get points which equate to dollars for travel Mm -hmm. so for my my travel credit card i have the chase sapphire Mm -hmm. um reserve and I love it it's great Mm -hmm. um and basically when I signed up for it um I had to spend four thousand dollars in four months Mm -hmm. to get like 60 or 80 thousand points one of those Mm -hmm. and 60 or 80 thousand points means like 800 to a thousand dollars for travel Mm -hmm. purchases so a flight or something that's 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 a flight to another country okay yes it is somewhere okay (laughs) So, and it's kind of like, you know, you may hear that $4,000 number and you're like, I'm not spending $4,000 in four months. Mm -hmm. But what I did was I, you know, I was like, you want me to book your flight for you? I got you. (laughs) Or I was like, I'll book the Airbnb or my car. Don't worry. So if me Mm -hmm. and my friends were traveling or if like my friend, you know, didn't get paid to the next week or something, Mm That was fine. I put it on my credit card and they just reimbursed me um, when they got paid. So I hit my $4,000 kind of threshold really quickly. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, you know, you just get your 80 or 60,000 points, whatever the case is. And now you have a couple of flights or at least a flight, depending on where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So I would say like that is probably the easiest thing. And then of course, when I go anywhere, I use my credit card because I get points for it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I would say the only caveat with that is you have to be disciplined because Mm -hmm. you, in the back of your mind, you may feel like, well, the more I spend, the more travel points I get, Mm -hmm. but that's not the point. (laughs) Like the point is not to spend more money to get travel points. The point is to spend your money on things you were already going to buy Mm -hmm. and you get travel points as a, you know, incentive or not an incentive, but as a kind of bonus. So Mm -hmm make sure that you don't just spend money to get travel points that isn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I still have like a ton of points and I've used my 
I've used my points to go so many places. So like I booked a trip to Ghana, like wow. I booked a trip to Santorini. Um where else? I don't know, but it just feels really great mm. to use your points. Yes. <laughs> and get free travel. I just went to Mexico. My my flight was thirty one dollars. So yes. <laughs> get out of here, bruh. It feels good when you're, you know, when it when it, you ain't paying for it. <laughs> I'm like, turn up, it's lit. Chase we flew me nothing, out, but it's lit. Chase flew me out. You know, I got flewed out by Chase. I got flewed out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it seems mm-hmm. like too when you get that travel card, not only do you have to be disciplined. So, um, you know, if y'all are disciplined, don't be out here with. Try to don't hit up Chase it. Sapphire. He do not don't want do you. But <laughs> but anyway, it also seems like you have to be strategic about it. Like if you have, you know, some big finances coming up, even if you can yes. pay your rent, yes. a lot of times you can pay your rent using a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can pay your rent that way, you know it's something you're already going to pay. Um, and then you can go ahead and hit that threshold pretty, pretty easily there. Exactly, exactly. Nice. Nice. So when should someone start travel hacking? Like, should they do it now? Should they do it when they're more financially savvy? How does that, how does that look? Hmm. I would say that if you have, uh, if you have a lot of other credit card debt, I would probably not open like another credit card, especially Mm -hmm. a lot of these travel cards have very high interest rates right so they'll have like double digits 17 20 percent mm-hmm. and that to me isn't a problem because i pay my statement off every month mm-hmm. but if you have like other credit cards with other high debt i'm i personally wouldn't open up another card until you kind of get those squared away mm-hmm. um also if you you know if you trust yourself around credit cards and you know that you can be like very disciplined paying your statement off only buying things that you expected to buy mm-hmm. then i would say go for it like as soon as you can you know get your points get your money start you know using your card um and yeah i think you should go for it as long as those things are kind of squared away gotcha that's good that's good and then how do you budget for travel like before, during, and even after the trip. I know you said mm-hmm. that, you know, you put in a budget line, say you want to go to Tanzania and, and this is something you want to do. So how does that, that process look for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I try to think about where I want to go like pretty far in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, that way I can check a few different avenues for like flights. Like for personally, I think flights are, they're probably one of the most expensive things mm-hmm. when it comes to traveling. A hotel, I think you can get away with a bit more because you have so many levels of accommodation. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can split it with people if you have people coming with you. Mm-hmm. But that flight, Mm-mm. that flight is, is, is what really stops you, you know? You just be like, oh my gosh. So and spirit don't go everywhere. <laughs> you know, like, did, I, did I really want to go? I don't want to go. I don't want to go there anyway. <laughs> so, I like to try to think about like where I want to go as early as possible. So maybe a year, maybe like nine or so months in ahead. That doesn't mean I necessarily buy my flight then, mm-hmm. but at least I know that I need to go on Hopper and see like when is the cheapest time to go, like when is the cheapest mm. month. 
I love a good Google Flights that tells you the grid and it shows you if you go on this date and this date, <laughs> you're going to be paying, you know, this amount. Right. So it just gives you a lot of time to plan for like where you want to go and get the like cheapest deal. Mm. But also like if I know a year in advance that I want to go to X place, I'm already incorporating that into my budget from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily buying my flight at that point, but I'm, you know, putting something away every month or every paycheck, whatever the case is. So when it is time to buy my flight, I'm not scrambling. I'm like, I see the deal. Mm. I got my money. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. So I don't, I don't play about <laughs> getting those deals. Yes. And it's all about being prepared. Like when you, it's when you need like the last minute flight, and you can only fly out on the Monday and, you know, leave on Friday. Like it's, it's when you're not ready to like book your flights that I feel like you can end up paying a little bit more. So right. for sure. For sure. It is what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before I ask my final two closing questions that I ask everyone on the show, do you have any more tips, any tricks or any just advice that you want to share with the audience? Maybe someone just starting out, someone who is about to graduate or someone who's, you know, in the process of, you know, living their best life? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say that one thing that I'm learning, I'm still in the process of learning, Mm -hmm. is just that money is not to be like stacked and hoarded and all of that. Like the whole reason I got really interested in personal finance and knew I wanted to like make my finances work for me is because I wanted options. Mm. So I think a lot of times you can get in the mindset of just like, I just want to get more money, more money. Like Mm. I just want to be a millionaire, which is like nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, I'm realizing that what's most important to me is having like location independence. I don't Mm. want nobody telling me where I need to be. (laughs) Um, you know, having time independence, don't Mm. tell me how to spend my time, like, (laughs) and just being able to make money on my terms and Mm. feeling comfortable and being able to like cook for myself. Like I kind I was kind of saying at the beginning, Mm -hmm. like all of that is important to me. So I think that, I guess I just feel like you don't have to make a certain amount of money to like necessarily get those things like if you're well for me since that's important to me like if you see that you are you have options for yourself and you're creating those options for yourself like keeping your eye on that ultimate goal Mm. as opposed to like a specific figure like Mm. people are often I think say like when I get rich I'm gonna do x y and z Mm. and I'm like well you know what's stopping you from doing that now that's good on your, you know, current salary, or is there any way that you can travel more now? Or is there any way you can, you know, be healthier now? Like, don't wait until you're, and don't wait until you have a certain figure Mm. to start living your life, if that makes sense. So that's my little tidbit for people. No, that's so good. And I think that, like you said, we, I feel like this, we've throughout this entire episode has been balance and yeah. um that's a word for me so <laughs> let me you over here <laughs> past the sabrina renee you know you know, church of youtube and christ <laughs> but anyway um so 
I'm gonna ask you the last two questions. These are the same two questions that I ask every single person who comes on the show. The first is, what is the best piece of financial advice you never received? Ooh. Honestly, the best piece of financial advice that I never received, honestly, probably what I just said, but (laughs) But I would also... (laughs) I would also say like being being an entrepreneur I would say or like Mm -hmm. finding a way to make your own money Mm -hmm. because I know growing up there was always an idea of finding yourself a good job find yourself a good job find Mm -hmm. yourself a good job and it's like I found myself a good job and now I'm trying to (laughs) now I'm trying to find my make my own job (laughs) you know what I mean it's like I think had I learned about being an entrepreneur a bit earlier mm-hmm. uh, or at least like finding ways to make my own money like out of the constraints of having like a actual you know structured job I would say mm-hmm. um or being an employer I should say um I think that would have been helpful just for so many reasons because now I'm 26 mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to learn these things now but like the earlier you can practice the easier it will get the more you learn the more you understand how to create income for yourself Mm -hmm. and I think I would be a lot closer to those priorities that I told you about with having like time and money and all Mm -hmm. of that independence um so I think I wish I would have had more focus on that like figure out how you can do it for yourself because I think I would have I would have been looking out for, you know, different opportunities a bit earlier. Mm. I would have been learning things a bit earlier, which is like fine. Like it is what it is. You know, I'm still young out here, but (laughs) it's never too late either. Right. Um, But yeah, I definitely think I would have been further along, but also not mad. I weren't mad. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Good, good. That's good. And then what's next for you? Mm. I got some things in the works, you feel me? Come on, <laughs> come on, works. Come on, works. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, speaking it out there. So, um, one is I want to take a sabbatical. Ooh, nice. You already know. Yeah, so I'm kind of like prepping for that financially and emotionally and all of that. Mm-hmm. So take a, taking a little sabbatical. Go, I've always wanted to like spend an extended amount of time in Africa. So wow. when this COVID business is over, I will be Audi 2000. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, um, go. Look, Shoot. I'm Audi. Look. And then I think it's also time to buy a home. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of going to be like, all right, let me let me go get my life together in, a, in, in Tanzania, like I said, mm-hmm. and then I'll be back in. I need to figure out, you know, where I want to live mm-hmm. and like where I want to buy my home and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's probably next. Oh, and of course being student loan debt free. Yes. That's coming up really soon. Yeah. So. This is so awesome, Sabrina. <laughs> uh, Sabrina, this has been great. I love I love the balance piece. Like that is a word for somebody uh-huh, okay. and that's a word <laughs> for me. Um, so thank you for much, so much for talking to us. Can you shout yourself out? Shout out your YouTube, your Instagram. Where can people find some more <laughs> Yes, um, y'all can all join me on Instagram at sabrina.rainique. 
So I guess I can spell it. It's R E I G N I Q U E for Renique. Mm-hmm. Um, on my Instagram, I try to show a lot of just like everyday kind of life stuff so that you know I am not just cramming, you know, personal finance things down your throat. This is all about balance, like Candace said. Mm-hmm. It's all about living your life un- uh, within your means and also, you know, keeping focus on your personal finance goals for the future. So I like to say, you know, I'm living a life that I love now while planning for the life that I want because I will not be miserable now yes. while I'm going for my financial goals. We're going to get both. Exactly. We're going to have our cake and eat it too. <laughs> not both. You know I mean? <laughs> getting both. <laughs> so, so definitely, you know, head over to my Instagram for some relatable content. And then my YouTube is Sabrina Rainique. So just Sabrina, S-A-B-R-I-N-A, and then Renique, R-E-I-G-N-I-Q-U-E. All right. Same same kind of content. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sabrina. It's been great today. (laughs) Yeah, this is awesome. This is so fun. (laughs) Yo. Didn't I tell y'all that Sabrina was going to have a great episode for us today? So as y'all know, I like to give my notes at the end of these. So I have seven tips that Sabrina talked about today. The first was to understand what your priorities are and budget around those priorities. The second was to automate your student loan payments and your savings as well. The third was don't wait until you graduate to start paying off your student loans. The fourth is don't take out more loans than you need and have a plan to pay back those loans before you graduate. The fifth is to pay yourself first, regardless, boo-boo. The sixth is to figure out how to create a good income source for yourself. The seventh is to get a travel credit card and use it for your normal spending. Don't leave a balance on it, though. That's it. My name is Candice. Remember, I'm your host. And remember to join us next week so we can continue to learn how to save, invest, pay off debt, and create our best lives. I'll see y'all next week. Have a good one.